Hey, I'm Arnie Singer, founder of Onrush Digital, and in this podcast, I teach business owners how to use digital marketing to grow their companies. If you have a question you'd like me to answer, please email me at arnie, A-R-N-I-E, at onrushdigital.com. A lot of the people listening to this podcast are service providers who have to write business proposals for clients in order to get clients, in order to get business. So in this episode, I'm going to talk about practical steps um, of how to write a business proposal that, uh, that can win you business. So um, proposals can be, don't have to be written. They could be in video, they could be just verbal, but most proposals are written uh, and therefore That's what I'm going to focus on. Now, the first thing to remember is that a business proposal is not a sales tool or a sales pitch. As Alan Weiss, the author of Million Dollar Proposal, says, quote, proposals are not part of the sales process. They are part of the implementation process. The sale occurs before the proposal is ever written. So your proposal should not should only be presented after you've already spoken with the potential client and had a meeting of the minds regarding the work that is required and the client's budget. Very important. Um, once you've done that, once you've met with the client, then the client has already bought into using you. He's, he trusts you. He knows who you are. Now, the only thing he needs to know is what exactly you're going to do, how long it will take, and how much it will cost. The, pr- the proposal is going to be a summary of what you've already discussed with him um, with the addition of, of a price uh, and maybe a time estimate. Clients choose vendors based on skill, experience, deliverables, timeline, price, and most important of all, trust. Um, if you haven't developed any sort of relationship or trust with a potential client, then you're better off asking for a meeting than simply sending a proposal that will be added to the pile of other proposals received. You don't want to be in a pile. The chances of winning in a pile are very slim, unless you're willing to be the lowest price in the pack or you already have a known reputation. Um, So let's start from the very beginning and assume that you've never created a business proposal before. Um, Here are the components of a business proposal. And let me run through these eight components, um, the eight elements, and then we'll go through them each in a little bit more detail. One, cover page. Two, objective. Three, scope of services. Four, process. Five, time frame. Six, pricing. Seven, terms. Eight, signature or acceptance section. There are also other components that you can add in your proposal if you feel the need, like an about us section uh, or maybe social proof or recommendations. And the reason I haven't included these elements in our list is because, as I indicated before, You should ideally be presenting your proposal to a client who you've already met at least once and who knows who you are, even if it's just from your website or reading your social profiles. So 
It's really superfluous to include an about us section or social proof to someone who already knows that information. If you feel compelled to add those elements, then you probably probably have not done your prerequisite work and you're just sending out a cold proposal, which is not what you want to be doing if you're actually looking to win business. So cover page. And that should contain just some basic information like your company name and your contact info. There should be a proposal title, your client's name, and proposal date. You could hand in a proposal without a dedicated cover page um, and just include your cover information on the first page of your proposal. But having a cover page makes the proposal look more professional, which is always a good thing. You can also add a background image to your cover, um, or you can skip that. It, it, it's really a matter of taste. I've done successful business proposals both ways. Um, on PropFire, which is my, the, my software tool, which I developed to help you create proposals, um, we provide business proposal templates with cover images, but we also give users the option to create a cover without a background image. So pr let's go to the next element, which is the objective. And the objective section of your business proposal is where you summarize the solution you'll be providing the client. You preferably want to frame that solution to reflect the benefit that the client will be receiving. For example, if you're presenting a digital marketing proposal, your objective could be to increase clients' revenue by driving more traffic to the client's website and converting that traffic into qualified prospects using digital marketing strategies, including SEO, PPC, and social media marketing. In this example, you stated the benefit you'll be providing and how you'll achieve that objective. Now, your objective section should be as brief and concise as possible. You don't want to lose the client's attention before they get to the important stuff. People have very short attention spans. We all do. So writing a long, drawn-out analysis of the client's business with statistics and graphs, it might seem the corporate thing to do, but really it's, it's going to distract the client because the client is looking for a provider to provide a specific service for them, and they want to get to that, to the meat of your proposal as quickly as possible. You'll have plenty of time to provide strategic business consulting advice down the road once you've actually been hired. So the scope of services, and this is the meat of your proposal where you're actually going to list out the services or deliverables that you're going to provide for the client. Ideally, you want to get this into a bullet form, a bullet list, because this is going to allow the client to quickly go through, you know, scan through your scope of services and be able to grasp it um, very quickly. If you want an example of, of a scope of services, again, go to propfire.com, um, where we provide a lot of examples. The next section after objective is after scope of services is your process. Now, I like to add a process section. Um, it doesn't have to be long. It could also be in bullet form. 
um, explaining to the client how we are going to work together. What's going what's gonna to happen? After you're going to sign this agreement, and then we are going to have a discovery meeting, and then you know, the next three steps are going to happen. And I like informing the client of my process because it sets clear guidelines for the client to follow if he decides to work with me. And it also communicates what I'm going to be expecting from the client. Uh, and it also shows a degree of organization and professionalism, which I think clients will appreciate. After that, you include a project time frame and basically how long is the project going to take you want to obviously give a time frame that you feel comfortable that you can meet and hopefully one that you can actually finish the work before um, ahead of schedule and the next and probably most important part element of your proposal is the pricing and here's where you tell the client how much they'll need to pay for the privilege of having you work for them you should ideally try to give the client three pricing options, each one providing more services. Research shows that doing this has both practical and psychological benefits, and it makes it easier for the client to accept an option. Um, consulting guru Alan Weiss teaches to never frame your pricing as yes or no choice. You want to give your clients with several choices of yeses. In other words, don't force your client into choosing between a yes or no. Give them the opportunity to choose between yes, 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 or no. Everyone loves choices. You, you don't want to be forced into a corner where you have to make a yes or no decision. Consulting company McKinsey has compiled statistics over the years that show how pricing different flavors of the same thing can improve your firm's chances of selling in a solution by at least 30%. So how do you create these pricing options? So I'm going to do this very quickly. Um, option one is a bare-bones, stripped-down <clears throat> option <coughs> that includes like the minimum service you're willing to offer. And that's going to be at your rock-bottom price the minimum price you're willing to accept. Um, now, if the client goes for that option, then, you know, you're, you're making some money, but m more importantly, you've, you're, you have the opportunity to create a, a long-lasting relationship with this client because once you do one small job successfully, then you've got, it's almost a shoo-in, that if the client has other work, they're going to come to you first and give you that job. And then you might be able to charge more because you've already got that positive relationship with the client. So that's option one, bare bones. Option two is the price option is the package that you probably ideally would love to offer. This includes the services that, that you recommend for this particular project. And it's going to be the price that you'd ideally like to get. And option number three is going to be um, go overboard a bit and add in some extra options, sort of like a VIP plan um, at a VIP price. Now, studies show that, that clients, when given three choices, will choose the middle one. They'll choose option two, which is, which is a great 
scenario for you. Um, on the other hand, in those, if the client decides to go for the VIP treatment, wow, that's a bonus because you've just you've just scored big time. And again, the client choosing option one is also a win for you. So always give the client options. And, and on PropFire, we make that easy for you to, to set up that three, that, those different pricing options directly into your proposal. Um, now, should you include a breakdown of your pricing like by, by services? So for instance, if you're doing a web design project, do you want to break that down into um, design, X amount of dollars, content, X amount, SEO, functionality, mobile. I personally do not like to do that. So if I'm going to charge $10,000 for a web design project, I'm, I'm going to give the client that number, $10,000, unless they're adamant in that they, they demand a breakdown. But if they're not demanding a breakdown, then I don't see any reason why you have to give them a breakdown because by doing so, it only gives them the, the opening and the opportunity to start trying to bargain you down um, based on you know individual items. So for instance, they might say, well, SEO, I don't really need SEO, so let's knock $2,500 off the price. Um, but a website without SEO is, is pretty much worthless. Like You want people to be able to find you. Um, so you know, I'm not gonna do a website if there's no SEO involved in it, because I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, I wouldn't be giving the client the the honest and best type of work that I can offer them. So I try not to break down my pricing unless I'm literally forced to. Um, of course, you should you can verbally explain um, the different elements that go in to a project, um, but you don't have to itemize them and price them individually. Just give the client your pricing. Now we move on to proposal terms, and this is the section where you're going to include, include your terms, payment schedule, how you want to get paid, cancellation policy, um, etc. But do not go crazy with this term section. The last thing you want to do, and Alan Weiss, again, uh, talks about this, you do not want to get clients' lawyers involved in this. Because once you get lawyers involved, you slow down the project, um, and the job of a lawyer is to try to ask questions and, and figure out ways uh, of how to bargain you down and negotiate you down, which you don't want to do. So you want to keep your term section as short as possible, and as simple as possible to keep it out of the legal department. And finally, you want to have a section where the client can sign or accept in some way your proposal. This is your call to action. So this is th these are the basic elements of your proposal. Now, there are a few things that I haven't spoke about yet um, that are super important um, when it comes to proposals. And I'm going to save that for the following episode. So tune in to our next episode where I'll give you the, the, a couple of really important points about um, submitting, about writing a proposal. But you should have the eight 
basic elements that you need to create a, a successful and effective business proposal. And um, if you need help writing the proposal, again, uh, check out propfire.com, P-R-O-P-F-I-R-E.com for a really um, fast and simple way of creating effective business proposals. So tune in next time for more um, important information about how to write a proposal. Thank you.